Hello, welcome to the Nintendo Bros Podcast. This is Pete. And this is Derek. And we're here to talk about video games, right? As always. As always. Okay, and there is some, there's actually some news this week. So yeah, that's some, exciting. Some interesting stuff to talk about. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I think the biggest uh, announcement of the day is not even Nintendo related, really. Okay, yeah. Do you know what I'm well, going to talk uh, about? Uh, you texted uh, me. Of today, I, of today, sure, but of the past two weeks, I don't know if that, I, I would agree, but... I think it's pretty significant. I mean, for one... It, it, it is, it is significant, you're right. We hadn't seen Redfall ever, so I, I wasn't expecting that anytime soon or this year. Why don't you, why don't you share the news first? So. Okay, so it was just so hard, let's just... <laughs> Um, Microsoft, or sorry, Bethesda announced that both Redfall and Starfield, which were both slated to come out this year, uh, are now delayed to the first half of 2023. They released a letter, um, which is kind of surprising considering Starfield has had a sub, they gave a, an exact release date last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and Redfall had like a spring or summer release window. Sum- summer, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I don't I- doubt they'll be good games, but what do you think, Derek? Yeah, I mean, I was always skeptical of um, Redfall coming out in the summer just because, one, like you said, we haven't seen any any gameplay. And, um, you know, they just released um, Deathloop and... Didn't they release another Ghost game Ghost and Tsushima. Well? And, no, but, I mean, that, that's still Bethesda. Ghost and Tsushima. No, no sorry, I mean, uh, yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo. Ghostwire Tokyo, sorry. No, but, I, I, yeah, I... Um, I just mean I'm surprised they they would be able to release Deathloop and then Redfall, you know, eight months later, whatever it is. So I, I was skeptical to begin with, unless it was a small scope. But I'm betting it's probably expanded in scope. And um, but wait, did Redfall actually? Do, I thought um, it was a different developer that did um, Deathloop. I think Deathloop's made by Arcane Studios, and I think Redfall is made by Arcane Studios. You can double check that. Oh, okay. Right yep. Yeah, you're right. It, that is a very fast turnaround, right? Yeah, so I was a little skeptical at first just because of the, the names. And Arcane Studios, like, you know, their their genre of game is not at all uh, online multiplayer, right? Like, if you look back at their games, Deathloop has sort of an online component with a multiplayer component. And then you have um, Dishonored. Dishonored 1 and 2. Yeah. Um, but if you think about it, like... The Redfall seems to be more like Left for Dead or um, the game. Well, that came again, out we haven't seen anything. Have they confirmed that it's not local no. or some I sort think they, of? I think uh, they have said it was a it's a it's a co op multiplayer uh, game. I think they did say that, but I'm not for sure. You're right. That first trailer where the, it's like it's like uh, Left it's for like Dead was on with um, with vampires. vampires. Yeah. Exactly. So. Um, I mean, I just don't know if it's in their wheelhouse to say, hey, we can do this in eight months or whatever. I mean, they probably have already been working on it for a bit. Um, but yeah, so I, I wasn't that very surprised about that. I mean, that's cool with me, whatever that comes out. I like Arcane. I didn't love Deathloop, but for the most part, I like their games. I'll definitely give it a look. Um, I loved Left 4 Dead. I never played the one that came out. Uh, what was the game that came out last year that's very similar to Left 4 Dead? Uh, uh, Back for Blood. Yeah, Back for Blood. I didn't play that, um, but this game seems to be kind of in that same genre, so... Definitely gonna give it a check check out, but yeah, the, the um, Starfield is definitely surprising, um, just because of the uh, you know the actual release date they had. They had it you know way in advance, which means like they were pretty on you know they they were prepared to give a release date a long time ago. And I don't know if you saw Jason Jason Schreier's tweet, um, but he tweeted and said he's talked to people that were making Starfield in the past. And they said um, they were worried about 
it being the next cyberpunk with the release date it had um, before the delay. Wow. Yeah. So I, I think people, I think a lot of developers um, for the game are probably worried about the scope of how big it's supposed to be and how much expectations are there, kind of like cyberpunk. And I think a lot of them probably thought it was not feasible. Um, so I think they got the delay, but it's kind of funny because people are, I was reading about it and people were commenting saying, you know, six months, an extra six months might not change it from being a, the next cyberpunk catastrophe. So like, who knows? It's not like like six months or even 12 months turned cyberpunk around. Yeah, exactly. So who, who really knows, um, what, what's going to happen with that? It's interesting. I was surprised by the Starfield Redfall, not surprised. How about you? I was kind of surprised. I mean, Redfall, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that releases in 2024. I mean, we've just seen nothing. And um, like you said, it was just kind of like an out-of-nowhere CG release uh, trailer with a way too, too soon a release date. And uh, like you said, it's by the Deathloop developers. And I think they're also probably working on a, um Xbox version of Deathloop for this year. And that, yeah. and that might be positioned as a bigger release than it was... It, originally planned to be now that <laughs> uh these big games are being delayed but um i never expected redfall this year and starfield though i, I am a little i'm actually more disappointed because i was really looking forward to playing it i'm surprised you're looking forward to playing starfield i'll be honest as someone that's <sighs> never played a fallout game like i, I have just... i played fallout 3 oh, okay okay i didn't i didn't know that i did not like the Fallout games i played so I, starfield I, I am excited for just because it seems cool but I, i'm just surprised that like you know well i mean I, just the, the, the hype behind it they're 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 hyping it as the next big thing the rumor that so, um sony was trying to bid for exclusivity on it before microsoft purchased bethesda oh i didn't it's the I next big that. todd what's his name todd mclean todd shaver no, uh, uh, no that's from he's from double fine that's tim shaver I um. There's that guy. I, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that Sony was bidding for the same game. So I guess it probably is gonna be. That's a rumor, right? Back before, uh, I remember hearing that rumor shortly before uh, the Microsoft announced they were purchasing uh, Bethesda. Mm. Uh, but there, do you know that guy? Like the, he's a big uh, head head of Bethesda games. He's like the head guy behind Elden uh, Elder Scrolls. He was the guy that had the whole horse armor memes about. Um, okay. Let me Google it right now. Todd, yeah, his, his name's Todd, Todd something, yeah. Todd Howard? Yeah, Todd Howard. Yeah. Um, so this is the game that he's kind of come out and been working on and directing and touting as the next big game. So, like, these yeah, are all he, the reasons why I'm hyped about it. Yeah. It looks like he has probably a hand in, like, the some of the bigger Fallout games and the bigger Elder Scrolls games. This guy definitely has a, a resume to speak about. You're right. I mean, and, and I guess for me, I'm just waiting for Microsoft to truly have its first big win. Like, mm-hmm. in terms of software exclusive for their next gen software like it's not for their, xbox their lineup one is dead now like without those two games like what is their lineup for 2022 period well that's the next thing um i mean the other thing to wonder is they said the first half of 2023 does that mean something like starfield is getting maybe just a three-month delay and it's actually going really well they just need a little more time and we're about because they said in the in the statement at the end they said can't wait to share the gameplay soon so that to me says that they're definitely going to show it in the June uh, Microsoft Bethesda showcase. Yeah, um, I can see it. Yeah, coming out in the showcase and saying April. You and know, if they're like saying I, first yeah. half of the year, I mean, they can't. It can't be disastrous, right? Uh, it's not Halo Infinite, mm-hmm. which was still I, a disaster. I bet, yeah, I bet you it's probably like they they could have hit that November target, but they're like, hey guys, this is this is a big release. This is a big big thing. We got a lot of a lot of you know kind of prestige riding on this game let's let's take the extra five six months whatever it is 
to make this game kick ass. So you know what I mean? It's like one of those games like they could put out in the day that they were saying, but they want to make it even better. Yeah. I mean, I, I still, I wouldn't be surprised if Redfall dips, like, they might have a big Starfield reveal and it looks amazing and they give it, like, they tell us it's going to be April 15th or something and we're like, oh my god. Um, and then Redfall just doesn't, they don't show anything. And then next E3 we see Redfall announced to come out in 2024. <laughs> like, I can yeah, see or that the, Or the holiday, yeah, exactly. I, to me, I have no hype behind Redfall at all. I, I'm not really into the Left 4 Dead style games. I never got into, like, really online shooters I just like loved that. Arcane Studios. I think they've made some amazing games. Like, they made the Dishonored games and they made Prey. I know, um, I'd, I'd be more excited if it was another single-player FPS. yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you haven't played Deathloop yet? It's okay. I, I felt like that was the weakest game they've made so far. Um, you know what? I, I will be playing Deathloop this year. Um, yeah, after the year exclusivity deal. Yeah, upset. exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, um, but you're right. You, you bring a good question. Like, what is Microsoft's lineup this year? Like, do we, do we actually believe that they have something they haven't announced that they'll show us in June at the revealing that will, like, come out this November? Like, are they going to, well, can they do that? Have they well, done sorry, that? But like, you know, let, let's think about it. Is Perfect Dark, you know, they announced Perfect Dark. Is that is that something that they could... No, could that, that's together? had um, development issues. Apparently, people leaving the studio. It was only announced okay. recently to, like, drum up excitement. Like, that's, like, four years off still, if if not Vaporware. Are there any third-party exclusive things that they could take? I, I think Elden Ring is going to hit uh, Game Pass. <laughs> I think that'll be a big one. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I, you can I only hope... use so many Game Pass games without having any, like, exclusives day one. You know? my, my real hope is that they can get some really sweet deals with um, Ubisoft and Activision for Game Pass. And yeah, that'd be nice. Especially with Activision getting, like, a, all like all the Call of Duties or Tony Hawk or Crash Bandicoot. Like, all no, of those games. All of them. Like, it'd be big if they could just get the next Call of Duty day one on Game Pass. That would be big. Like, that would be monumentally huge. Yeah, I mean, I don't even need that. I, I would just love to play more of the Crash Bandicoot 4 in 4K. I know, I'm not, are we talking about your preferences? <laughs> are we talking about, talking about my thing? preferences? <laughs> um, no, you're right. Like, I think, I, at the end of the day, like, that, I, I'm good for that. And I, I don't even know, are there, like, third-party releases coming out this year that are exciting? Like, can Ubisoft step in with a big release? Um, I mean, probably more Assassin's Creed. Um, Forspoken is still coming in October, but I don't know if that's... Who knows what that's going to be. <laughs> Watch that be the big holiday. That's uh, PS5 I mean, Call, exclusive. Call that's not on Xbox. Forspoken's not for Xbox. Oh, you're right. Um, yeah, Call of Duty, I, I guess. I mean... Forza. Well, there'll be a Forza game. There could be another Star Wars game. Like, I know, like, there's been some rumors about, you know, Jed Jedi Fallen Order 2. They, they say it's 2023, but I just mean there could be other, you know... Or the uh, how about the Indiana Jones game? Well, we talked. We literally talked about that a year ago, prior to E3, because um, that's from uh, Machine Games, right? Yeah, and their last game was Wolfenstein: uh, The Young Blood. The Young Bloods is like, kind of a spinoff, anyways. Yeah, I'm really excited about this one, especially with yeah. Indiana Jones Five, like in development uh, as a movie too. Um, so I'm really excited about this one. But yeah, me, me too. I, I think it'll be good. I mean, uh, the only thing I'm curious about is how, you know, in a in a. It's gonna sound weird to say, but in a post Uncharted world, how far do they lean towards what exactly Uncharted is, and how much do they make it their own thing, and how much do they? Well, it's it, a first person shooter, isn't it? Isn't that what they said? Oh, is Indiana, it? I, I, don't, I haven't really read anything about it. I thought it was, yeah, first person shooter, and probably just okay, a lot that, of be cool. kind of like an arcane game, probably like you know you have to sneak in places, climb up pipes, 
probably use your fists a lot, use a whip. Um, yeah, you haven't played. You haven't really played arcane games. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, just in that style of like giving you like little, little open areas to explore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Um, it's, in, it's interesting because you know, I, I don't. Again, I don't think you played Wolfenstein one or two or any of the sides games, but. Wolfenstein is very, very similar to almost like how Doom plays, right? It's kind of those frantic high. You can, you know, high yep. speed. I have um, Wolfenstein on Switch. Oh right, right, right. I yeah, I, I, I got about halfway. It's okay, um, but I like Doom better just because I like the art direction and uh, me, the way the too. levels progress. I like Doom more too, but it's just you know if that's their kind of repertoire, I'm curious, you know, how they're gonna handle Indiana Jones action. Because, like, that doesn't really make sense for an Indiana Jones game, right? Well, of course, yeah. You can't, like... Unless you're fighting Nazis or, like, robots or skeleton people or something. You know, like, there are yeah, ways even, to get I, around I that. Mean, but even Nazis, like, Indiana Jones isn't someone that just, like, sprints down hallways murdering 15 guys. Like, Yeah, I'd love to see more fist action. And if, bull, if you get guns, like, the bullets have, like... You have, like, four bullets and you need, like, three bullets to kill someone. And, like, two like I would see it almost more like... Uh, Almost like a GoldenEye for the N64, but like, you know, 10 times, uh, or like modern. You know what I mean? I, I imagine a lot of inspiration coming from Resident Evil 7 and 8, um, but the non-gunplay. Okay. If, if you know what I mean? Like, the basic puzzles, the how the, you know, story elements in first person, sneaking okay. into castles. Uh, that, a little bit of that, but maybe maybe you, I think you are probably fighting, like, you know, maybe you're fighting, like, statue people, and you're shooting snakes, and you're shooting... You know, like, not always just mowing down humans. Uh. True, because I guess Indiana Jones does have a little bit of a, that uh, supernatural. Yeah, I mean, that is kind of a tough point, point though, right? Like, But it would be cool if there was, like, a little bit of a Hitman inspiration in there, where, like, yeah, you could you had a mission, and, like, Goldeneye, like you said, the kind of, like, the combining of all those ideas to lead to, like, different styles of completing the mission. Yeah, but it, again, it, it does kind of go back to... I didn't know it was first person, but, you know, if you think of Uncharted or even Tomb Raider, they kind of have that the, the third person exploration vibe and, like, you know, the commentary and, like, the little humor and, and the, the climbing and the, and the puzzle solving. I'm just wondering if they'll differentiate or how close they'll be to Indiana, to those two games and how it will be received like being compared to those two franchises i mean i think it'd be pretty disappointing if uh any game follows those molds because those those molds to me are like uh, we're living in a post uh, the last of us 2 slash elden ring world right so in red dead redemption like i don't think you can go back to that uncharted linear you know oh, I, I disagree like uncharted i i think has a great linear kind of story that i think would suit indiana jones really well i guess so yeah maybe um I guess we'll see. I mean, I, maybe they will make it third person, but then it requires a lot more work, I think, on the animation front. Yeah, it's, and it, again, that's beyond. That's outside their wheelhouse a bit. I, I don't know. It's, I'm so that's that's one game that could. I mean, could but be I, there. Here, the point stands though. Back to what we're talking about. I, I really don't see Microsoft announcing it this June to come out this fall. Like that's so unlike them. Um, I the early I, like they just we would have seen it already. I really think that the most likely thing is. Uh, Day one Call of Duty on Game Pass. Yeah, it's going to be a Game Pass show. Um, although I, w I wonder if Rare could, you know, announce something. They have that one game, the uh, can't remember what it's called again. The one they're it's like they showed forests and like it looks like an open world. 
Oh um, yeah, I know you're talking about. Is it ever 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 last? Ever is it or ever wild? Ever wild. That's I, what it was. Ever wild. Is it actually ever wild? I think so. Yeah. Now it looked cool. Apparently, it was in development hell though. Microsoft just can't catch a break, eh? Like, how does Nintendo just constantly line them up? Exclusives. And Microsoft just can't catch a break with, like, you know, $75 billion spent in the last eight months. Yeah, but you got to remember, like, they newly had Bethesda. They Their, thir- their first-party lineup, uh, not that I'm giving them a, you know, a pass, but their first-party lineup beforehand was never that strong. Um you're right, and even and you know, so and, now and, like they're still sorting out their timeline with Bethesda, and now they're gonna have Activision. I think once they have Activision, like, you know, we're gonna see all those games. So uh, I, I don't know. Hopefully, they can use uh, Activision's skill to fix Halo Infinite. Oh my gosh, I I, I was just reading about that. that. That's crazy about Halo uh, season two is kind of a blunder. The whole game's a blunder. Uh, I feel like it was a beta. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's too I, I bad because the, the shell of the game is great. I thought the main campaign was yeah pretty bad. Like you know the the core of the game, you're right, is good, but you know it just was not a, a complete package. It felt yeah. truly underbaked. I mean, it was free because it was on Game Pass, so I can't complain yeah, that much. Yeah, but if I had paid money for it, I would have been disappointed. Like I, I think it got overrated in the reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it could have been a little lower eighty. Like it's yeah, you're right. It feels so half baked and um, this the problems with the online and everything. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, Microsoft's had a hard time, but this is a Nintendo Bros podcast, so, uh, let's move away from Microsoft's failure and onto some of Nintendo's successes, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, all hail only Nintendo. Good news for, yeah, only good news for Nintendo. <laughs> uh, anyways, let's talk about, um, what was just happening. It was a Nintendo Indies Direct. Okay. Uh, Derek, did you watch it live? You didn't, right? I did, I did without sound. And I was I was teaching at the time, so I, I was just kind of clicking through and, and watching like the videos of things that I thought looked interesting to make note of them. Uh, I didn't find anything personally noteworthy. Were you like um, in class when you were? So like I, yeah, but like my all my kids are, are they all do their own lessons at their own pace. Like the class I run, it's like they're it's independent yep, learning. Yeah. So I just kind of sit, and if I have if they ask me questions, I have to leave. But usually I just sit and just kind of click through. So it. one day you'll be watching a direct in your class, and you'll see like a, a game announced that's huge, and you'll stand up and be like, "Yeah!" And your kids will look at you and be like, "What is it?" And you'll be like, "Oh, nothing." Oh yeah, like I mean, one of the I don't think it was the last Smash Direct. Actually, it was the last Smash Direct with Sora. Kids had put it on the projector at lunchtime, so I went into the, into a classroom with them and watched the direct with these a bunch of and kids. everyone cheered. And, um, no one cheered, but some people were like pretty like you tell they were like hyped, okay. you know, like when people whisper and talk excitedly. I, I honestly, when they announced, announced banjo, I, that was the biggest cheer for me. Um, uh, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so Nintendo Indies Direct, uh, I watched it live as well, um, but I kind of was, I, to be honest, I lost attention with it a bit. Uh, I was kind of doing a few other things. I was having to focus on work, but uh, I did go back and kind of like look at each game. A little bit. Okay, I'm gonna probably type them in as you say them and, and just refresh my brain. Uh, okay, but I did. I did see them, but I, I only. Any ones I, that you, yeah, yeah. I only wrote down the games that I kind of took interest in. But um, I guess let me just say when I first watched it, I remember messaging you and being like, "Oh, be disappointed," and uh, I, I was disappointed. I was like, "Oh, that was that was crap." Um, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I went in with low expectations. I mean, you know, Hollow Knight. Um, we recently got a, uh, I think a tweet from them saying, you know, it's going to be shown, um, stay tuned. It's coming shortly, but 
you know, that was like three days before. I just the way they wrote it was did not sound like it was coming soon. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, we have seen a bunch of stuff uh, independently of of directs. Yeah, those games have, have a release. We bigger. have a release area. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, like, made note of that. Like, could anything really without Silksong or, or Shredder's Revenge, like, really make... Like, what 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 would someone want? Does yeah. everyone just want that? Like... Let me, uh, I, I, I can't... Let me look up my, uh, my post, because I made a list about it. And you know what? Here's the thing. Neither of those games at this point are going to be shadow-dropped, because they're too big. Yeah. Um, both will get announced with, with probably, uh, retail versions. Like, I'm pretty sure Shredder's Revenge has a retail version. It's multi-platform now. It's like... It's not just a Switch indie, you know? Yeah, so a few, I, I made a little list. A few that I, I was hoping for, expecting, or maybe, is Inscription, uh, the game I played yeah, on Yeah, the Switch port. Yeah, so that when where is that Switch port? I, I really want you to play that game. Um, and Sultan Sacrifice, the Sultan Sanctuary sequel, I think comes out, I think, tomorrow or, or this week. And it hasn't been announced for Switch, but I'd be shocked if it doesn't ever... It'll eventually get a release because the first one's on the Switch. So I okay. thought maybe that would be there. I've never even heard um, of that. You never heard of Sultan Sanctuary? Oh, well, I've heard of it. I've just never played it. It's like a. It. It's almost like a two D uh, Dark Souls. Okay. Um, and the other game that I was the one I was most excited for that I thought was realistic is Blossom Tales Two. Mm-hmm. Because they did announce that, and I was I was just hoping to see some. But yeah, I, I was I was uh, low expectations and somehow still let down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ultimately, I was let, let down. Uh, nothing looked amazing, but when I went back and looked at it, I, I was kind of like, well, it's not that bad. I think maybe it's just this kind of like, you know, late generation um, lack of excitement for small games yeah. <laughs> um, for Switch because, you know, with we have 4K very powerful machines. Everyone wants a new Switch. Everyone wants the big Nintendo tent poles. And, and we have a, quite a few first-party big games to be excited for just for Nintendo. Exactly. Yeah, and we'll talk about those in a, in a bit. But um, mm-hmm. some of the games that I liked, I saw this. Uh, the first game was called Ooblets, Um And I thought this actually looked pretty interesting. I don't think it's my kind of game, but it looks like it's a really good mix of that kind of Harvest Moon meets Animal Crossing that a lot of indie developers are doing. Oh, this is the game with all those little animals? Yeah. yeah. This game looked, looked kind of interesting. Yeah, I keep but, going. But it looks like the really polished. Like all the, um, the trailer had like really smooth frame rate, and it comes out this summer. So it looks like it just looks like well put together. Uh, and like there's little scenes of exploring the world and it just like it's got a lot of variety and I like the colors like this one just it looks I, like the thing is you never know with these games they they could come out and we never even think about them again or they could be the next game that everyone's like this is the game of the year this is the game of the year I mean, this game know? is already out on Steam apparently oh I mean that's what at least I, a quick Google it looks like it's out on Steam um, people hate it <laughs> I'm just I, I don't know yeah I, I, I'm not reading about it too much but yeah it came out uh, almost two years ago Hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I'm sure people like it if, it if it's being ported, but it, it didn't seem like it generated, you know, the the crazy hype online. So I think it's probably a good game, but not like one of those games that you okay. just kind of described. Yeah, I would. I know you're right. I would have heard of it if it was like this really hot indie game. Yeah. Uh, the next thing they showed that I was interested in, I thought that game a Leckhead. Uh, it's kind of like a very simple monochromatic platformer. Oh, oh um, yeah, I want to talk about this one for a minute. Um, okay. So, I think if you've ever seen Game Maker's Toolkit, um, have you ever seen that? You've seen that YouTube channel? Of course, of course. So I, I introduced you to it. Okay, yeah. Game Maker's Toolkit, so I don't know if you know this, the background of the story then. Um, every year, they he puts on a competition and he says, make a game. And I think it's you only have so much time. You have 48 hours or something to make a game. And there's a theme. And one of his years, the theme was Flow. 
And I actually remember watching the YouTube video on on all, like the top. He picked like a you know fifty of them and showed them. And I'm pretty sure Alec had um, was in that video. If it wasn't, I the moment he said that the game was based off a competition with Flow, I knew exactly what competition it was. And um, it looks really really cool. Just the idea of this. Um, so I, I think it was a small scope game that got made into this bigger kind of idea because I think people saw it through. Again, I think this video that Game Maker's Toolkit put on, and people thought it looked awesome. So I think he took it, he ran with it and made a, a full-fledged game. So that, yeah, I, I'm really excited for it. It looks like it's, you know, it looks like it has some pretty interesting puzzles, simple overall. But I, I think, again, just the idea of someone thinking of this and building a, a kind of a prototype in, in a short time and then kind of fully realizing it is cool. So. Yeah, they said in the trailer one person made the game, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I kind of sometimes I just love these kind of games, especially like they're the kind of game I want to play when I travel or do quick bursts, uh, rather than jumping into like a big adventure game. Just kind of like play a few rooms or levels, you know. Yeah, I, I think for me, like the price has to be right for that game. You know, if, if it ends up being twenty five ninety nine, I'm probably a little bit more hesitant than if it was eight ninety nine. To um, me, it's but again, more like I, a, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how much is in there. So two dollar ninety nine cents, kind of. Uh, <laughs> That's what I figured it would be, though. Oh, really? I think it's going to be more than that. Um, I think it's going to be like a full-fledged puzzle game. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see how the reviews do to it. Yeah. Um, the next game that kind of piqued me a little bit was uh, Gunbrella. Yeah, um, this one didn't do much for me, but you can keep going. It's not coming out this year, but it just looks like it has a little bit of that, like, Katana Zero... Uh, That's the exact vibe I got from it, too, actually. Yeah, and I, I really like that game. I just felt like it was not very long. I don't know if you... Pl- Did you play Katana Zero? Yeah, you recommended it to me, and I beat the whole game. Yeah, it was awesome. It was just, like, it really is, like, a three-and-a-half-hour game. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so I'd like to see, like, more from that. I, I don't know if it's the same developer... But um, no, it's uh, the Gatto Roboto developer. I don't know what. I think that's a pretty popular game. But it just it looks cool. It looks polished. Um, yeah, it looks interesting. I mean, I'm not against it. I just um, yeah, it didn't it didn't excite me. It didn't hype me. Uh, at least the trailer. Well, let, let me be clear. Like n- nothing in this direct really <laughs> excited me. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, uh, I got my it. hype level never even went to like a high a yellow. Fuller. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, these are just games that I'm kind of on the fence saying this could be good. Yeah, <laughs> and if there's really high reviews and the right price or the right sale, I'm I could dip on this. You know, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other game that looked interesting to me uh, was uh, another Crab's Treasure. It's called, uh, and it's kind of like a big 3D. Looks like an open world, almost like a um, Souls-like. Light. They literally use the word Souls-like. I know, and they trail. cross it off. I know. I'm not, I'm just trying to give an overview here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks kind of cool. Like you play as a crab, you have 50 different uh, shells you can have, probably has different armor and abilities. And I don't know. It, it yeah. look, th- this to me looks like something I would more likely play on game pass because I have a feeling it's going to run really poorly on switch. Agreed. Um, so, and by game pass, I wouldn't be paying anything. Uh, so it just kind of looks like that kind of game, but if it was yeah. on game pass, I, w- I would, uh, strongly consider downloading it. Yeah, I agree. I think game pass, I, I would give it a go. Um, for some reason, I'm just not a big fan of games where I play like animals like that, especially animals that kind of break the reality of what the animal would do. Like, I, I don't know. It, it didn't, I, I think graphically <laughs> is kind of, well, I, I, that sounds silly. I just think like graphically it was, it didn't do that much for me. I played enough souls games recently and I, I'm just kind of maybe fatigued on them a bit. Um, this game again, looked good. It just didn't. I don't know. I'm, I'm. That's probably a big pass for me ever. 
Uh, yeah, they, I mean, it was on Game Pass. I'd give it a try, but I have a feeling I'd pick it up and like an hour later, I'd be like, okay, I played enough. Yeah, and there was that game uh, Saber. Did you ever play that? Uh, came out last year. The game that you recommended on Game Pass, right? Yeah, I think it was on my top ten of the year. Yeah, yeah. I played it. But I played maybe two hours into it. I'd like to go back to it. I just never did. Um, yeah, it kind of like scratched that itch for like lo-fi open world exploring game. Uh, mm-hmm. And this game looks a little more. In even though that game looks janky, like this this new one um, looks pretty janky too. Yeah. The crab treasure. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, look. Yeah. It doesn't look super polished. Um, the last game I have on my list that I thought was interesting is coming out this summer, uh, Cursed to Golf, and it just looks like oh, yeah, kind of a weird yeah. little ball bouncing. I mean, it doesn't even look like golf to me because I think you can like hit the ball more than once, and there's all these effects you can cause. And um, yeah, so yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I couldn't remember if I read about this it, whether it's a roguelite or not. But basically, you have to get out of whether it's a level or the whole game before running out of strokes, or else you die and reset. But the way it works is. You can get power ups that let you like hit the ball far- further, or like bounce off something, or like hit it while it's in the already moving, or you get extra strokes throughout the game. So part of it's like kind of working through a, a like a big world or a big level, and like getting extra strokes and getting power ups like while you go through this kind of maze of of, of stuff. It looks really cool. I, I'm kind of down for it. That's a cool idea. Yeah, that one's that one's pretty cool. Yeah, um, and there's there is a game that. Um, I don't know the name of it, but you can probably find the name if I describe it. It's the game where it looks like it's a four-player online co-op where it's all about sound, and it's kind of like a one of those gun, like um, shoot 'em up kind of games, like like twin stick shooters almost. Yeah, Soundfall. But, yeah, I think that game looked pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't. It, I, I thought the art style was like garish. Like it looked like I, a, I hate uh, the art style too. Yeah, it's like an, a bad indie version of Diablo in a way, um, with a bad I, mix of Disney in there. Um, I just think it could be cool with. Um, so it lo- looks like it's it, made on Unity by some really ta- like a talented college kid, you know. Yeah, I, I just to me it's just like you know I always liked games that really incorporate the the music and the in the sound effects into the game. Um, but does this really like I don't know? That's what I mean. That's what I, if it does, um, it would be awesome. I don't know if it's just kind of like on the surface like oh it's all about music and like that's just the story. Or if it's like, oh, you're like, cause the, you can pick songs and it plays the song. So I don't know if it's like, oh, that's cool. Oh, if you play to the beat, you got to shoot faster, you get a stronger shot, or like you can only do, like that's when the enemies are going to attack. L- a little bit kind of like um, Crypt of the Necrodancer. Did um, you ever play the uh, Cadence of Hyrule or Crypt of the Necrodancer? I, I played the first one um, for maybe like five hours. I never bought the Hyrule one though. Okay, I got the Cadence of Hyrule and I like, I just could not get into it. Um, I found it frustrating. And <laughs> you got to get really get the flow of like the the. You got to get into the kind of the. I, it had to click, and it just didn't. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's still hot. It's for Switch, so. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, if this game, I think music games incorporated into the gameplay is just a cool concept that needs to be developed more. I think there's so much there to, for be able to create like music into the games for how you play. Mm-hmm. So I, I have, I I don't have a lot of faith in this, but I have my eye on it to see kind of how it incorporates that and what it can do because it could be kind of fun. Especially if I well, play it's with a out, friend. It's out right now. Soundfall. Oh, right. It came out like that day. Yeah. So maybe I'll, I'll look at impressions of it and see what people say. Yeah, let me know. I mean, if it's on, it's online too. It might be a fun one to to play. Exactly, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. So, I mean, overall, we'll, I, I feel like we'll both end up with at least one of the games on, on this uh, Direct. So... How bad can we really well, say? I, I doubt. I doubt I'll get any of them. But I think yeah. there's a good thirty percent, thirty to forty percent chance I'll buy one game on this list. 
I think there's a good like eight percent chance I'll buy one of them. Wow. Gunbrella is calling you, Derek. There's no Ninja Turtles or Hollow Knight. I don't really care. Uh, anyways, moving on. Uh, another little thing. Uh, we talked about Switch Sports in our last episode, and mm-hmm. uh, it since has released. It has a 72 on Metacritic. I know we talked about it a little bit. It started off at 75, dropped down to 72, uh, and um, it seems like people have already kind of forgotten about it. Really? Well, I don't know. I mean, I know that I, the sales in Japan have been pretty pretty good. They've, it sold about three, I think it was 300,000 copies or more. Yeah, I thought it was doing okay. Reports have been good on sales, but it just seems like, um, at least in the gaming circles and things in social media circles that I frequent, they just, I don't see anything about it. Um, yeah, the one thing I would say is you and I, you know, we, we frequent the circles that are pretty serious gamer enthusiasts. And I, I think if this game is going to take off, it's going to take off with the casual people that we never talk to about games. Yeah. You know, like, I could see, like, my girlfriend's sister, if she had a Switch, get a game. Like, get that. You know what I mean? I just, I do wonder. I wonder if it's going to be a huge seller. I mean, I just, I'm still uh, curious. And the funny thing is, I feel like with enough updates, I could be persuaded into it as well. I'm, um, I'm almost guaranteed I'm going to get it. If it adds like maybe five more games in the price, if I could find it on used or something, I would 100% grab it. Yeah, and I believe it's been data mined that there's more coming than just the golf. Yeah, they've already, um, I think baseball was already on there. and uh, Dodgeball. Dodgeball. Yeah, Dodgeball. I would yeah. love, love, love to see archery. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I love, that was my favorite one. That's my favorite Wii Sport. What's your favorite uh, Wii Sport or Switch Sport? Total lyric. Oh, um, oof. I'd probably say bowling or, um, I, I really did like baseball. Baseball was really fun. Once you learn how you can, um, so the reason people didn't like baseball is because it was actually the most complicated of all of them. Um, because people just thought, oh, the pitching is just like all the other switch sports games where you just throw it and that's all that matters. But if you press the different, um, direction, the D pad, you get different pitches. So it actually was way more complicated and like way more interesting um, so I like the baseball huh. game a lot. Maybe yeah. they just didn't—they didn't explain it very well. They didn't. Mm-hmm. They—they like never say that. Yeah, weird. I mean, they're weirdly uh, basic with these Switch sports. Like people, I—I I, I mean, obviously, I didn't buy Switch sports. I played the demo or the um, beta, um, but I saw some people. A lot of people online just complaining that there wasn't really a lot of content. Uh, and that, like, they don't even really explain some of the nuance to the, the game. Like, badminton has like an extra layer. These extra layers that aren't really explained, you know? <laughs> so you kind of have to, like, figure it out. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm itching for it a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Me, me too, especially because, you know, with my girlfriend and her family or my buddies that come over once in a while to play Smash, like, that would be one of those games. Or even out of having, like, a, a house party. Like, it'd be nice to just have one of those games where everyone would play and everyone have fun and just, you know. And I'm hoping that, you know, when we talk about uh, Mario Strikers in a minute, um, that might be that game too. Yep. Um, but I don't know. There, there, there is a different feeling about sitting on the couch and loading up a, a Wii Sport and just waggling your hand away. You know. <laughs> totally. Exactly. I just don't know if I, this game would ever be a game I'd, I'd like seriously be like, okay, I'm gonna sit down and play alone, 
you know, and, and really play this game for hours alone. Well, it's the first time they've really seriously incorporated online into it. I know. The online is cool. So that, that's one thing that actually does make me want to say, like, I, I mean, I'm almost a, a little disappointed that they don't have more single player or local things to do. Like, there's nothing other than mm-hmm. the basic games. But with the online, they do have, like, you know, rankings and you can get a certain currency. And so it's like it's almost tailored more for online, which is an interesting take. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I think it's something that I'll probably get down the line uh, when more sports and updates c- come to it because it, it is something that I feel like you know you sit down, you load up one game of tennis, it might be fun to just like play online with someone. Yeah, it it feels a little bit like um, how Mario Golf and Mario Tennis kind of were, where it's like it's almost better just to wait until all the content's out and then pl- get it. Yeah, which is a good segue into the next game, which is Mario Strikers Battle League. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So that comes on June tenth, which is not too far away. Uh, one mm-hmm. month, and uh, they released a new kind of overview trailer, first in Japan, uh, which I watched, and then they just released the English version, which I also watched. Yeah, me too. Uh, I know you're going to get this one, and you're excited. Um, I'm, yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I've changed my mind a little bit, but keep going. Okay, well, I, I'm probably going to pass on it just for the sake of money. Um, to me, it almost seems like the kind of game that, I hate to say it, it's, almost looks like it should be free to play. Uh, it doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> or at least a lower price like you know um there's really not a lot of characters there doesn't seem to be like a lot of r- real content outside of like uh, a structure of how to play the game with other people online uh mm-hmm. and with only 10 different um pe- characters that can play and uh, matches that have four versus four uh, like you're basically playing the same people in the field every single game um, yeah. which is kind of lame to me and it doesn't it just doesn't like look like it has a lot of character like you're just gonna mix in the, the I, even the half field thing like I think that's the kind of one of the coolest ideas but I kind of also just want to play on the full fields you know for like just not it's just not to have that as a weird distraction and it's, what do you mean the half fields so you can take like half of a Bowser's castle field yeah but it's all aesthetic it doesn't actually change the, the course I know oh okay. uh, well, actually I wasn't sure if it did affect like the little things that'll pop out on each side of the field. I don't think so. I mean, people were analyzing it. I was reading about it, and it seems like it's just aesthetic. People were kind of saying, what's the point of this? Why do they even put that feature in? It does really nothing. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's kind of silly. It's, it's probably a way to get around having only four or five different uh, stages. Or, or Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I, I kind of see it, you know, when we go back to relating it to Mario Tennis and Mario Golf. Like, it just seems like this game was pushed out to be another sports game that comes out each year or whatever it is and they're going to add you know six characters sorry for the noise they're going to add six characters um throughout the throughout the next year or 18 months or whatever and maybe you know another game mode um but at the end of the day it's like you're right like kind of what we got is what what we got and even if it's fun it only is, can be fun for so long like there's just not a lot of content there Exactly. It's it's almost like it's just one uh, Switch Sport mini game, a little with a little bit more expansion. You know, mm-hmm. exactly. And I, and I have to admit, like I'm not in love with the um, the armor that, that everyone wears. It's like the certain color of your team, and it just kind of, they just kind of look like uh, polygonal blobs. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not really a fan of the graphical style of when you go for the super kicks and it going into that. Like, I mean, I at first I was more open to it, but now I'm I'm kind of over it. The, like the I don't know even how to explain it. It's like a hand-drawn digital kind of with black flames around the edges of character. You know, yeah, you know it's kind of like fi- it's kind of like a Final Smash or what they even did in the the Wii uh, Mario Strikers. 
Yeah, I'm just not a fan of it jumping into that completely alternate art style. It just feels really off. It almost it almost feels like a cheaper way to go about doing those um, mm-hmm. things. Uh, so I'm just I'm just not overly impressed. Right, it looks like a Saturday morning cartoon versus like an actual, you know, miniature cutscene. Yeah. So again, just back to me about getting it i kind of feel the same way as you like i i think i would have fun playing this game and i would have fun playing with my friends but you know money i'm trying to watch what i spend and you know one more content will come out i'm betting as we wait so why would i get it day one and have bare bones or or the minimal amount and yeah i just think there's not a lot to it so yeah yeah, i think i think i'm leaning towards a pass now too i mean i know we haven't added i think it's probably too late now to add this to our uh our poll, our uh, Metacritic uh, Fantasy League. Do you want to make a prediction on the review score? Um, it's not too late. I probably won't put on the Metacritic score, but I'll predict it'll be like a 70, 77. Yeah, I'd probably even go a little lower, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I was, saying, yeah, I was saying 76. Uh, but... I'm thinking like 75, solid. Um, yeah. Which is disappointing because, like, I don't know, for me... Uh, little things go a long way. Like, I think we've talked about this before. We're just like, give me an in-game currency that lets me buy this. Let me do a single-player mode. They, do, they do have in-game currency that lets you buy things. Yeah, but does it relate so, to anything but the but the armor? What else did you want it to relate to? I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, artwork, behind the scenes. Maybe you can things. buy other, court, other courts or something. Okay, well, yeah, maybe. Like, that'd be cool. Like, I guess there's more, more of us, more something to play towards. Um, I, I mean, it, I, like honestly, I remember back in playing the, the one for the Wii. It's like I think they even had unlockable characters in that. It's like where's the unlockable characters for these games? Like I would love to play Mario Golf, or it's like oh, if I beat the entire, if I come in first on the, the tournament on normal mode, I unlock you know. I know, yeah. Why don't they do that anymore? It's like, I, um, it's such a good incentive to want to play the game and like just do the single player content. Yeah, exactly. Like, how easy is it to be like, oh, we're going to have a bronze, silver, and gold cup. You unlock one, uh, three characters with each one. Exactly. Or even if you started the game, like, with just Mario. <laughs> and you had to play, like, a thing to unlock the next guy, and a thing to unlock the next exactly. guy. Like, exactly. Like, Smash Bros. is it's funny, because it's the only game that really does that these days. And it's actually one of the games that people actually want it not to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, like, I think... Tons of people want... Tons of people want Smash Bros. to have all the characters unlocked, but, you know, it's kind of fun to unlock. It, it makes single-player fun. It makes multiplayer fun. When you, like, after a match with a friend, you one of you have to... Sh- the winner has to show down. Like, I yeah, love that. Yeah, it is fun. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, uh, you're honestly right. Uh, and it kind of... Yeah, it's surprising they don't do that. So, I mean, maybe, maybe the ten characters they've shown, that that's not it. And there will be, like, a whole bunch more. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you- how, how hard is it to... It's not like in Smash Bros. where they have to have a whole move set. Like, just literally make Toad have the exact same thing as as Diddy Kong, and like just yeah. you know what I mean. Like, um, and also like you do things like event modes where it's like, why can't you have an event where it's like, oh, I'm facing five Bowsers, and like that's an event, or you know, like I only get two characters, but they're twice as fast, or yeah, like, or like just thir- thirty second match or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, just there should be ways to like change all those rule sets to make it fun. Maybe there is on some of those things, but I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we'll see. I mean, it, it, it's just um, yeah. For me, like those little things go a long way. It's more like, it's more like, um, I guess I would say it's like the flow state of playing a, a game, like a sports game, like this. And I, I get it with racing games too, where like just one little thing to do on the side 
can break up the flow of like doing race after race or match after match after match after match and like okay cool i'm gonna go here spend my coins i'm gonna go here like do a little mini mode that's why i'm gonna go here look at my artwork and then i'll go back into it like it makes smash bros and other games like gran turismo like have this amazing longevity that's That's it's not that hard to put in is it really that hard to put in agreed that's why i love um forza horizon 5 it's like one of the first you know realistic racing games that ever played my life huge amount of content yeah and well not just that but like the the idea of you do a race and then you can just drive around you know and and not have to just go race to race to race like they're just things to do you can drive around and do like the wild jumps or you can just you know go sightseeing up a mountain like I totally know what you mean. Like, there just needs to be those kind of side things to do just so you're not doing the... Like, if you do the same thing over and over again in a game, it kind of becomes grindy and, and repetitive. Where exactly. Where there's even that one small thing or one kind of, you know, incentive that that's captivating enough, it's worth worth playing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, very few games... I mean, I think Mario Kart 8 is one of the few games that I can just do race after race after race after... I mean, even Smash Bros, I need to, like, take a break usually. See, I, I'm probably the opposite. I could do Smash endlessly in Mario Kart. I could do, you know, a couple cups, and I'd be like, well, I've had enough. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, developers, if you're listening, you know, it's the little things. Yeah, hire, hire us, please. <laughs> yeah, hire us to design your games, because we have ideas. Um, another thing that was interesting is that Nintendo kind of released some sales uh, figures. Um, this was their most successful year ever. Like, Sorry, the past year, like from... March until March March 2021 to March 2022, they sold more games than ever in that period. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because I would say that they didn't really release a ton of... I mean, other than... I guess, uh, like, what, what was a huge release during that time? Uh, I mean, other than Pokemon games. Um, Kirby? Well, Kirby, I guess, came after. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I was going to say Pokemon, but you kind of took that from me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Kirby is on the list at uh, 2.6 million. Um, but interestingly enough, Derek, I shared this chart with you. They they released their new kind of top 10 uh, games, like top 10 games for Switch as far oh, as sales Oh, that's the go. top 10? I didn't know what that was. Okay. Yeah, that's the top 10. Uh, and you'll see like Mario Kart 8 is number one with 45 million. And just to make sure, does that include just Mario Kart 8 as well? No. So it's 53 million with Wii U included. How much did the did Mario Kart Wii sell? Uh, about thirty million. So Mario Kart Eight is has sold way more than uh, Mario I, Kart for Wii. I'm just surprised because Mario Kart Wii, I remember being like, that game is so so crazy high sales. I was like, no Mario Kart game will ever. Because I was like, well, it, I remember just to the, put it in perspective, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe now uh, is, or sorry, Mario Kart Eight is now the seventh highest selling game ever. Like Market Eight with Eight Deluxe, I, I got. Yeah, it. yeah, I think, but with Mario Kart Eight without Deluxe, is still like the the tenth. Like it's way up there. Yeah, it's still insane. Even I Animal Crossing like, is now at fifteenth best selling game of all time. Yeah, I, I just distinctly remember in the Wii U when Mario Kart Eight Deluxe was out, it was like selling you know four million or whatever, and I was like, man, I don't know if if Nintendo will ever get a console as big as the Wii and a game that will sell like because you know, know we're talking about the casual it's market, unbelievable. And, like, and I was like, there's no way that any game's going to have surpassed Mario Kart Wii because everyone that had a casual... Any person that owned a Wii also owned Mario Kart, in my mind. But I, it's just crazy that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is at $45 million. I think that's insane. Yeah, I mean, it speaks to the quality of the game because it's it's excellent, but also just, like, the fact that and the Switch... Switch has now outsold the Wii. And how many games, like, whatever, seven years, nine years, whatever it is, have DLC still coming for it? Like, that, you know what I mean? Or, like, brand new DLC just yeah. talked about. 
Yeah, that's like uh, World of Warcraft levels. Yeah, it's crazy. Also saw that uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild at 26 million uh, is now the 26th highest selling game ever, but also has sold more than any other Zelda game combined. Any other 3D Zelda game combined? Any other 3D Zelda game combined, that uh, not including remakes, so a little yeah. bit of caveats there. Uh, still impressive, though. Still, in, yeah, insane. Considering this is Breath of the Wild's first re-release, uh, re-release, I mean, like, it'll get a re-release one day in 4K and sell another 10 million. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Another Crazy. interesting thing was the Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which just came out last year, is now on the list at uh, number eight. Yeah, this one I, I find is a little bit of a cop-out because it includes both versions of the game. Yes. And, like, even Sword and Shield, right? It includes both versions of the game. You're right. It's two, and people are buying both. Yeah. So uh, I mean, not everyone buys both, but it, and so, uh, you know, they should still be high up. I just don't know if I would, I would give it the same kind of credit. Like I think it's a little like there's three of those on this top ten, right? Where there are two games for one. You're right. Uh, Pokemon yeah. specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, the game that I think was, um, I was just surprised about. It. I, I saw it on the other thing that you sent me, the other uh, table of, of sales, but it's here as well as the Ring Fit Adventure being fourteen million. Like to me, that's crazy as well. That's huge, and that overtook yeah. uh, Splatoon two for uh, to, to be on the list because Splatoon two is at thirteen million. Yeah, to me that's insane. I, I think Splatoon should be there, and Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee shouldn't. But <laughs> I agree. Uh, well, yeah. I think a lot of the Pokemon games shouldn't be there. Um, yeah. But also surprising was Pokemon Legends Arceus has already sold 12 million units as well, and that's only in like two months. So, and again, that's a that's a single game, which is pretty yeah, awesome. like just shy of Elden Ring level sales at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like the other thing, um, which was interesting, was that um, Mario Party, Super Mario Party, having sold 17 million, the new Mario Party, which came out just last year, is already at nearly seven million. So huge, huge franchise. Wait, so is Mario Party Superstars doing well or not? It it is. I mean, it's but um, Super Mario Party still does really well, and is at seventeen million. So seventeen million in sales. So I guess we'll see if Superstars has the same legs. With seven million in half a year, I'd say it's a pretty good start. Yeah, I agree. Um, some other interesting takes from that list too was uh, you know Kirby has sold two point six million so far. Uh, Metroid Dread is at two point nine million. Uh, best po- selling, best selling Metroid of all time. Best selling Metro- Metroid of all time. Pokemon Snaps at two point four. Mario Golf's at two point three million. Uh, Luigi's Mansion at eleven. I, Luigi- again, I saw that one. I thought it was crazy. I know. Well, it's a huge franchise. It's in a really great, I know, great game. I don't think Luigi's Mansion two sold anywhere near that. No, it was like five million. Yeah, it's exactly. crazy to think how how that franchise has exploded. Mm-hmm. Uh, Metopia I mean, like, at one like, point. No, like like just think about it. Like that's on par with with Splatoon. I know that's on par yeah. with like a so a big Sony release like a, a like a it's, Horizon. It's, you it's know? pretty close to even Pokemon games. Some of the some of the some of the some of the remakes about half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, also Metopia had one point six million, and Big Brain Academy had one point six million. Uh, WarioWare, interestingly, very pretty low, one point two million, uh, and then Clubhouse Games has four million. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought the huge sales all around. Uh, the one thing that I guess um, surprised me—I don't know if it surprised me—but the Metroid sales I thought would be a little higher. Um, I, I, w- I thought they would be a little higher too, actually, just because you know every other franchise that we've seen, it's like the best-selling game uh, is on the Switch. 
Yeah, I don't doubt that it'll climb over time to maybe like 3.5 million, but it's not going to be a 5 or 10 million seller like people may have hoped. The only one I don't see is, um, where's Fire Emblem? That isn't on the list. Maybe it's, I, I guess uh, this is. I guess this is the list of things that sold a million in the past year. Yes, exactly. Okay, so I guess it. I, I mean, because it, it sold more than a million, but I guess this is. I didn't realize. It was well, you can see the year. the right column has the life to date sales, and the far left column has the uh, like the last quarter, yeah, the, the last the title, uh, fiscal the, year the, sales. The title just confused me because it says million seller Nintendo first party titles. But interesting that a game like um, you know Luigi's Mansion and Pokemon Snap can sell another another million copies. Well, I guess Pokemon Snap released in this this quarter or this mm-hmm. year. But I guess it just kind of means that Fire Emblem did not sell another million units this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, it goes from highest to lowest. Like, you can see the top 10 selling games of the year being Pokemon, Pokemon, Mario Kart 8, Mario, the new Mario Party, Animal Crossing. Uh, yeah, you can kind of see uh, uh, it goes in order. So the, It is crazy, again, to look at that and think of, wow, Breath of the Wild was the seventh best selling game on the Switch this, this past year. Yeah, it's wild. Like, like that's insane. It's wild of the breath. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what I think about sometimes is like, imagine you had this document, and you could bring it back in time and like leak it to like when people were still talking about the Nintendo NX. Yeah. And showing them this and just be like, these, are, this is the slate of games you're gonna have like, like a few years into Switch. And like, they'll be like, no, it's a lie. Metroid Dread. <laughs> that's some bullshit monomy list. Yeah, Pokemon Snap, Luigi's Mansion Three. They're like, get out of here, you liar! Yeah, but the moment Breath of the Wild comes out, and the guy is like looking at this list, he's like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'd be a you'd be a prophet. Yeah, seriously. Um, and another interesting note is uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land at uh, two point six million. So that'll probably secure Kirby in the Forgotten Land as the best selling Kirby game ever. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, excellent, excellent game. Do you think New Pokemon Snap did well enough to warrant um, another new po- New Pokemon Snap? Honestly, I don't think anything that sells under five or ten million ever warrants anything from Nintendo. Um, so two point four million is to me is a little bit low. Like I kind of hope this game would also have a more of a take off a little bit more, being like yes. you know with the nostalgia and everything. I'm just saying, Metroid Dread, I would assume was a pretty pretty big success, and we'll make another game, another two. You, I, I betting Mercury Steam is probably already working on the next two D Metroid. Yeah, like a remake of Super. So I'm just Metroid. saying, what what's why can't the team make a new Pokemon Snap. Um, I mean, I guess I guess the idea with something like Metroid Dread, a, a sequel or a Pokemon Snap sequel, is that like just diminishing returns, right? Like, you you sell one for two point four million, and like this is a game that had to be developed in HD with a big team, marketing budget, etc. Two point four million is nothing compared to like Splatoon two. It's not yeah. driving, and it's also not driving their online sales. It's not really, you know, um, true. And like they they may, they can make a Pokemon Rangers game for like a quarter of the budget and sell half of that. So I don't yeah. know. I don't know if it's worth it. And what's what's going to be new about it, right? Like Pokemon Snap, the new, new Pokemon Snap has a lot of great stuff about it. I mean, I, I think if anything, why don't they just drop the price, put it in a player's choice box, and sell the squishy Pokeball and like you know what I mean? Like just yeah, true. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's me. That's that's if they hired me. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's far in terms of sequels here. I, I don't even know if Luigi's Mansion is going to get a sequel anytime too soon. I don't. Yeah, even, I, I don't. I don't think it'll get a sequel for, for. I'm just trying to think about like you know the Switch successor. Um, yeah, I I don't think we'll see it on the the Switch. Maybe the Switch Pro or the Switch Two, whatever comes next. 
Yeah, I also don't think another a Mercury Steam is working on, on another Metroid. Oh, you don't? No. Oh, I, 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 th- I, these sales aren't insane. I mean, there are they are a lot better than Metroid Samus Returns, which I don't yeah, I even think, think broke Mercury, a million. I think Mercury Steam's a low-budget affair with Nintendo, and they're kind of like, hey, here's, here's some money, you're doing okay, keep doing what you're doing, you know, we'll oversee it. And I think it's just an easy way for them to keep Metroid alive for the fans, but not invest a lot into it. Yeah, I mean, the game did get an 88 on Metacritic and sold 3 million. So it was a critical darling. Best selling Metroid of all time, right? It's like I do. Can't, I, can't do better for the franchise. But I do wonder, like, you know, with that kind of game, they do bring on Sakamoto and, like, the whole the Japanese crew. Like, do those guys get tired of, like, just grinding out another game and another way for the story to justify going forward? Like, Yeah, true. To me, it was kind of like, that's it. Plus, plus we got to see, I mean, if and when Metroid Prime 4 comes out. Um that game could be, you know, eleven million, and then it's, you know, if that happened, then I'm sure Nintendo would go like, why are we even making the two D if they're getting, they're not even scratching three, and Metroid Prime is hitting eleven. I mean, do we really believe that Metroid Prime can hit eleven million? Like, I, I don't, I really don't know if that. I think it'll be better. It'll sell better than Metroid Dread by a lot. I don't think eleven million. It might hit five. Well, you got yeah, I guess so. But I mean, that's only because it was announced. It, it was announced so long ago. Like it's been this has this mystical hype behind it. You know, <laughs> like yeah. Um, what do you think about Metroid Prime Four? Do you think we'll see it this year? I do not. I think it's vaporware. Really? Well, I don't think it's vaporware. I, I think it's like I think it, there's a lot of craziness. I think it'll be like 2024, 2025 that'll come out. So you think there's big problems at the behind the scenes? Of the, of oh, the yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. Really. Well, again, remember Retro went in and started from scratch. And starting from scratch is not like a three-year build. Like, you have to do everything again. Yeah, but they did go to them that previous fall with, like, a prototype. And they apparently the prototype was really great. Like, these are just things I heard through the grapevine. But, like, if that's true... Oh, oh yeah, your, your connections with Nintendo, right? <laughs> yeah, I got him a friend. I know, uh... Brian. He's from the future. He showed me a list. <laughs> yeah. Um... But yeah, I, I mean, it's been a long time. Like, I can imagine they can, they'll they could show a CG trailer this C three. Yeah, but we've said we said that for what three E threes in a row. Uh, probably like, longer. <laughs> yeah, I, I have zero faith that we'll see it until at least like after Breath of the Wild two. Well, it has to happen eventually. You got to realize that from the moment they announced, um, like it was being delayed and being remade by Retro, that was before Redfall was even announced. And we're expected to get Redfall this year, and then get it oh delayed till first half of next year. We like we've seen nothing of that game. It's outside of nowhere. I guess Arcane's better at releasing games than Retro Studios is, but I mean, I guess my only point here is that we have to see it eventually. So like, yeah. it's so easy to be like, oh, it's almost become a meme in and of itself that like, oh, it's not going to show up this time, but like one of these times it will. Okay, here's my here's my bet for you, like a friendly question bet. Okay, do you think we're more likely to see? Metroid Prime 4 at the E3 whatever showcase this summer for Nintendo or Hollow Knight Silk Song? Um, I think Hollow Knight Silk Song. Okay. Because again, both those games have been right now, I mean, Metroid Prime for quite a few years longer, but Silk Song is like three years now and not a single thing. Like, I just think in the case of Metroid in terms of this year, um, even though I talk about wanting to see it and everything. Uh, Nintendo won't want to overshadow Breath of the Wild 2 or they and they already have a very well semi-strong holiday lineup already with like you know Pokemon and Bayonetta. So I think they have Ooh. kind of enough 
but you, but you know, like just knowing Nintendo, like there is that little twinkle of hope where it could be Metroid Prime coming October. You're right. Like never it could, me- it, imagine it's like it's not Metroid Prime One. The rumors are it's Metroid Prime Four. Like yeah, could you imagine? Like can you imagine like three or four days before they're direct, everyone's just like Metroid Prime Four is coming. Like all the leakers are just like it's Prime Four. It's not Prime Remake, and like they just like <laughs> hype towards Overdrive. I mean, awesome. you, that's the that's the thing you never really know. Like that, and like they could just announce it, and it could just happen. But exactly, you know, last E three was Metroid, and they announced it last year, so uh, released it last year. So I just don't know if they'll do that two years in a row. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll get Metroid. Uh, I mean, my prediction. I think we both talked about it as a Switch Pro coming out next year um, with with uh, Breath of the Wild two. I think there's mm-hmm. a good chance that Metroid Prime four is exclusively for the for Switch Pro. Agreed. Uh, there's a chance. I think there's. It's probably best better chance that it's like 30 frames on the regular Switch and 60 frames on Switch Pro, like something like that. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's still on yeah. Switch, but like the hack version. Um, and but that's how they kind of get away with it. And they'll wait till E3 to show it when Switch Pro is out and Breath of the Wild Two is out. And yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, I mean that's kind of all the major news. Unless I'm missing anything here, Derek. Um. No, not not really. For as far as Nintendo, that's basically it. Yeah. I mean, the main question I have is that of the, all the big games that were supposed to come out this year, do you remember when everyone was like, "Oh, twenty twenty two is going to be amazing"? Look at this huge list of games. Like, not really anymore, huh? Yeah. Like the first the first four or five months were like we're honestly really stacked, and now it's petered out pretty heavily. I mean, I know we're only in the fifth month, anyways, but it doesn't seem like. I I mean, we're gonna say this, and then June we're gonna get like you know. Like, probably eight to ten decent games coming. And I am excited for Forspoken. There's a big, heavy rumor, in my opinion, that Final Fantasy sixteen is going to come. I do not season. think so. I don't know. You really think that's going to happen? That's, a, yeah, that's like, against be, every precedent that Square Enix has ever set. I have more faith in Final Fantasy sixteen coming before Starfield. Wow. Uh, I mean, who knows at that point. But I, I bet Starfield would be, like, three times as big and ten times as good. Yeah, I have I have high hopes for Starfield. Uh, I, I I don't, but I also have low low hopes for Final Fantasy sixteen. Same same. Um, but you know what? So for for big games this year, um, what else could there be? Like, I mean, I know like, I, do you think God of War is really going to come out? That's the other big one that a lot of people are asking about. I I do think that's going to come out. Yeah, it's been it's been uh, I know I was talking about it with um, our buddies earlier. It's been a long time since God of War twenty eighteen. It's using the same engine. It's a PS four game, so they got to get they they got to eventually get the PS four games out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they've already shown some pretty decent trailers, and I think even some gameplay was in that last trailer. I, I just I, I could see being pushed to the first half of twenty twenty three. I think there's. They're saying we got to get a game out for this holiday, and that's the game. I agree. I mean, I think uh, at the same time they have less pressure to release it. They'll also want to be like you know taking the big news cycle for that whole month. Yeah. And, you know, maybe challenging Elden Ring at a game of the year spot. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling there could be something where by the end of the year people have forgotten about Elden Ring. You know, people have a little bit of backlash, and all of a sudden a big new, a big new fancy God of War comes out and just kind of steals all that thunder. Exactly. I mean, exactly. Lord Lord knows God of War 2018 was overrated to to the heavens and back. You know what? It sold well and people loved it. Even though yeah. I, I I don't know how, but that's what I agree. Felt. I don't know how the gameplay is so shallow. Like I don't understand. Um, yeah. 
But anyways, yeah, it's it's hard to tell. It feels like every week we're switching between, oh, it's going to be a great year, and it might not be a good year. Because even, um, I don't really know, I still don't really know what the next game I'm going to buy is for a while. Um, but Yeah, for me, I mean, mine was Mario Strikers. I have about six or so uh, indie games on my wish list on Nintendo. So if I get through kind of my backlog, I might grab one of those for like $10 and just play it. Mm-hmm. Um you should really then, try to find Kirby, though. I mean, that to me, that at this rate, it looks like that might be the um, definitely one of the top three Switch games of the year. Yeah, I think it's likely too. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I kind of want to make more use of my Game Pass that I have it, so I'll probably go back and just skim through and pick a couple games and just dabble on them. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't see myself, you know, getting any games for a while. Yeah, or tighten yeah. the belts. Uh, unless, unless again, one of those older games goes on sale, like a deep, deep sale. Yeah, I mean, there are Nintendo sales from time to time. I'm still kind of yeah. on the fence about... Uh, gra- I want to grab Kirby, craft a world one of these days. You mean Yoshi's? Sorry, Yoshi's, yes. Yeah, I have it. It's okay. Um, I really hope they do kind of like a uh, player's choice lineup of games. I know, really. They, sh- they should. Especially with how many big heavy hitters they have. No kidding. Like, I guess they don't really need to, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I should we move to uh, what we've been playing? Yeah, I mean, you know what I've been playing. I've almost been playing... Ex- well, actually, I've been playing exclusively Elden Ring. Okay, um, so same as the past, like, five podcasts. Yeah, I, but I have been playing. This is, right? this is really a, a Derek segment talking about what I've been playing. Yeah, at this point. I mean, I, I'm almost... To be honest, I've been playing a lot this week to try to... I, I In my mind, I'm like, oh, if I play, like, a 10-hour day, I can beat it, the whole thing, and I can... You're, yeah, you're further than that. I Okay, thanks for breaking my heart there. Uh, but, I mean... Um, I'm just like you have, fur- you have further to go is, is what I mean. I know, but at least I could have been like, oh, I'm almost there. Um, yeah, I mean, if you sprinted down the main line, you could probably do it in ten hours. That's what I figured, but I don't even know where the main line is. But still, yeah. I, uh, I'm loving it. I have to say, at this point in the game, um, some of the wonder has kind of uh, left it a little bit. Yeah, uh, after the after the capital, which is I think is where you said you were. Yeah, it becomes very kind of sloggy. Where you're just kind of like, okay, I'm just trying to like wrap this game up. And you got maybe 15 hours at that point. Oh, okay. There is a lot. Is it? Is there ever times where like you have to know a specific place in the map to like go to and then go to this place and, and like? No, no. You're, you're still follow the main path or whatever. It's about 15 hours of main main story left. Uh, I would say for you, uh, you probably do it in like eight. Um, for if you just follow the main path, but. Uh, and then there's probably a hundred hours of side co- side quests. Right? I mean, yeah, but if you wanted to do the main things, like you got the underground, and then there's one other main side dungeon, and then the rest is just the main path. Yeah, yeah. But the other main, the other side dungeon is like the best boss and dungeon in the game, so I, I would recommend doing it. Yeah, that's the one that's you showed me. Um, I yeah, it's a, it, you, but... I thought you'd help me unlock it with the um, bloody. No, that's the that's the underground stuff. But there's one one more after the capital. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I still really, obviously, love it. Um, and it's just still staggered by like the size and the complexity of the world. Like it still just blows me away the art direction in that world. Um, but yeah, I think having sat on it for so much time, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think anything can really not be can take it for game of the year. Uh, yeah, I mean, unless God of War somehow blows me away, and I don't I see wasn't, it. I wasn't blown away by God of War. I don't the first see it. One. I, from me, the game, me neither. From the gameplay I've seen of it, and also I don't have a PS5, and I, I just don't. I probably wouldn't even buy it unless it got like a. Even if it got a 95 on Metacritic, I, I probably would have to really look at gameplay videos and be like, okay, you've changed my problems with it. Yeah. You know, you've which is basically like make make it either straight linear or open it up entirely and add in a lot more enemies. Mm-hmm. 
but even even still, like, there's just I, I don't think God of War is going open world, right? I don't think so. No. So it doesn't. It's not going to have that same sense of exploration. I mean, again, it's on the P- same PS4 engine, so it's got to be limited by those load times as well. Well, I mean, so is Zelda Ring to that regard. True. True. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. If you look at the graphic quality, it's very different between those two games. Totally. Yeah. I mean, and, and like you know, nothing from any any other camp has really surprised me a lot. Like I, I maybe if Silk Song comes out this year or Shredder's Revenge is just that good. Hmm. But uh, I mean, I yeah. really, really liked Kirby Force, and Force still, Spoken. Still playing Kirby and slowly chipping away at that. Nice. Uh, yeah. So I am playing that. I'm just like kind of in the post game stuff, which is like, um, but it's still like such an awesome game. And yeah, still doesn't beat Elden Ring. Nice. So, um, what have you been playing? Yeah, for me, I've been playing uh, just one game. I, I tried a few on Game Pass, not really anything worth mentioning. I played them for like 10 minutes each. Um, but I've been playing Triangle Strategy yep. on the uh, the Switch. Yeah, last and time we spoke, Derek, you hadn't started it yet, or you had just started no, it. I was, I had like, no, I had started playing Guardians of the Galaxy instead. That's and right. And I put that at, put that down. It just is the gameplay is not it's not bad. It just is so like Xbox three sixty level gameplay. It just like feels very monotonous and stale. Yeah. That it does and the story's good, but the story is not so good that it can drive through that gameplay. So after like two hours, I was like, okay, like the story's kind of funny, but I just don't want to play the next I don't wanna keep playing the game. Yeah. Yeah, so Fair. That's, that's how that, it looked to me. Like that's why I kind of stayed away from it. Yeah, exactly. I, I just think it was free, and I, I figured, you know, it was one of the top ten for Reset Era's game of the year. So <laughs> weird. Um, anyways, yeah, I, know, I, I don't know what they saw in that. Um, so I've been playing Triangle Strategy. I like it a lot. It's really, really fun. Reminds me a lot of Final Fantasy Tactics. A um, little bit of Fire Emblem. Really interesting kind of. Well, the story's not great, but it's kind of interesting the the choices that you can make and kind of how how many paths um, in different missions and kind of ways you can go through the story. The whole game. Um, yeah, it's maybe every, like, two two chapters. Like, I'm on chapter 12 out of, I think, 20 or so, and I it's about every two chapters you kind of get one of those critical, your 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 core aligns votes on which way they want you to lean politically in the, in the kind of, like, the war between three different groups mm-hmm. it's like oh do you want to stop the salt trade to prevent these guys or do you want to help them do the salt trade to oh, it's go cool the- a little bit of it's like risk in a little bit yeah and like but it completely brings you to a different mission and sometimes those missions lead to different characters you that join your party or it'll lead like to different um things the next chapter like so th- th- it is it is interesting um i do find the one thing a little lacking is um the upgrades, like if I think about Fire Emblem, you know, when you have a class change, like there's a lot of kind of unique things um, about those characters as you upgrade them, where this game feels a lot like, oh, like I just upgraded and spent all this, all these resources to get plus one strength for that character. So it, it feels like almost grading the upgrade eh? versus it's, like... It's just kind of like, you know, there are some cool upgrades and there's some cool promotions that give you some cool skills, that, like, but they're few. And the main stuff is just like plus one to your stats, like just certain stats. Where Fire Emblem, you know, they had the plus one stat stuff too, but when you got promoted, it's like, oh, I got promoted, now I can use a totally different weapon set, and now I can use, um, I can, you know, fly further, or or fly at all, or, you know, walk across water, where this game is very much like, oh, I I have, you know, 10 more HP. Yeah, a little more numerical, eh? 
Yeah, so again, it's still really fun. And the one thing I, I will praise it the most for is it is freaking challenging. Like it, it's the right difficulty where you actually have to like strategize. Where some of the Fire Emblem games, you know, once you get to the uh, kind of a critical point of finding your five or six characters that are just going to steamroll the whole game, you <laughs> steamroll the whole game. Yeah. Where this game is like, oh my God, like I, I upgraded the main character to like a really high stats and gave him all like my upgrades because I want him to kind of, you know, take the lead. He cannot, like, if there's three guys against him, he'll die. So it's like, oh, damn, like, I can't just, like, have some one of my guys just walk into the army and stand there and, like, counterattack every single guy to, to death. It's like you actually have to, like, think about where your your guys are placed and, like, blockade certain pathways and have your archers and healers and, and mages in the back and, like, your shield guys in the front. Like, it is it is really kind of... It's the difficulty's good and it's good strategy. Are you playing mostly uh, on the TV or, or handheld at all? I don't ever play a Switch handheld anymore. Okay. Um, so, um, how would you place it? Like, you know, out of all the RPGs or JRPGs you played on Switch, Octopath and this, like, what what's the best one? Um, I, I would say the story is better in this game. The combat with with Octopath is about the same. They're just different, but I, I like them mm-hmm. both kind of equally. What about so Fire Emblem is below those? No, Fire Fire Emblem. Well, Fire Emblem, some of them are below. I didn't love Three Houses. I thought the the beyond the combat, the game was kind of whatever. I didn't like the characters in in that game. Um, but if you look at like the best Fire Emblems that I liked, like Path of Radiance, or sorry, Radiant Dawn, and um, some of the um, Game Boy Advance ones, I loved those games. Those games are like on a whole nother level compared to this. Okay. So it, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of in the middle. It's different though. It's more like Final Fantasy Tactics, and I only played a bit of that game, so I don't have, you know, enough knowledge to kind of rank it between those two. It does feel like none of these um, kind of HD two D JRPG kind of modern throwbacks have really knocked out of the park, though. No, I, I agree. Like, well, I, I mean, like, is there is is the best JRPGs Switch game ever uh, Mario versus Rabbids? Like, is is that the premier strategy RPG style game on Switch that? See, again, I, I like that game probably more overall in the end, but I don't necessarily say I like the strategy of that game more. Like, the packages are better and the combat is fun, but it wasn't as, like, interesting combat. Mm-hmm, in I way. see what you mean. I, I don't know. It's hard to kind of evaluate all these things, but... Yeah. Uh, okay, well, what else have you, have you been playing? That has actually been it. I've been, I've been itching to get Diablo 2 resurrected. Um, but I, I haven't yet, but I, I've been watching videos and really tempted to just pick it up and play. You're going to um, buy it, and it's, and it's going to be announced for a, a Game Pass the next day. Or I'm going to buy it, and after like an hour, I'm going to regret buying it. Why don't you just wait for it to be on Game Pass? Microsoft owns them. Yeah, I probably will. You're right. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Um, yeah. That's really all I've been playing. And uh, other than Diablo, what's the next game you think you're going to buy at this point? Yeah, so probably there's a few indie games I want to play, like Faster Than Light, Hyper Light Drifter. Um, Dark Deity is a game that I really want to play. It's actually a Fire Emblem clone, but like a Game Boy Advance one with sprites. It's like an indie indie developer basically copied Fire Emblem for the Game Boy Advance. Um, cool. But I, yeah, I kind of want to play that. Yeah, that's really it. Just kind of picking here and there different indies. How about what's, you? What's your... Oh, I was going to say probably Splatoon 3 still. <laughs> Okay. Or Shredder's Revenge if that comes out in the summer. Um, yeah. But I mean, I just wonder if E3 is going to be 
the hype's gonna start growing. I don't, you know, I know it's not really E3, but, um, you know, Microsoft has their showcase. Is Nintendo gonna have a June showcase to get excited about? Or are they just Nintendo gonna will have of... a, uh, Nintendo will have a direct 100%. And there's also gonna be Summer's Game Fest. And, you know, Mar- more Mario Kart 8 uh, DLC tracks have to come out in the next couple of months anyways. So there's some things to get excited for. Yeah, well, I feel like summertime is always a little bit slow on the news cycle. I'm excited for I'm excited for the that week or two in June, and then we'll see what happens from there. Yeah, good point, Derek. Okay. Yep. Well, I think that kind of concludes our chat this week. Indeed, it does. Uh, thanks for coming out, Derek, to the computer to talk <laughs> thanks, on Zoom. Thanks, thanks for having me to our you know bi-weekly podcast. Uh, and if you're out there listening, please leave us a comment, leave us a um, you know question, anything. Just let us know you're out there. Yes, please do. All right, Derek, that's uh, that's it for this week. Signing out. Yep. See you later.